right, <clears throat> so let's get started. Welcome to Printing Money, Printing Your RPGs. Uh, this panel is recorded at Metatopia 2023 with my podcast voice. My name is Jason Pitt, and this is presented at the RPG Design Panelcast, presenting your very best recorded panels and seminars about game design and publishing. So, now that I've got that out of the way, uh, this is a small, intimate panel about printing games and how money is involved with this, and it's horrifying. Uh, so, the impetus for this event was the fact that I was recently, uh, so I recently kickstarted a game called What's More to the Void, and I started looking out for print quotes. This is a eight and a half by eight and a half hardcover, four color print uh, game, uh, and I was like, okay, so how? What's my pricing for a thousand, two thousand, and four thousand units? Uh, I got prices that on the low end were. Uh, 2,000 units for 1,200 bucks. And on the high end, 2,000 units for 44,000 bucks. So, we need to talk about this. <laughs> so, there's a lot of factors that go into this. Um, but, it's murky and obscure and dangerous. You know, I ran a Kickstarter. I had a budget. I did not have a budget appropriate for $44,000 for 2,000 units. You got your quotes after your Kickstarter? I had quotes. And then a pandemic hit. Right. And shipping crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, the quote, some of the ridiculously high quotes were by people who had previously given me much more competitive quotes. So I assumed that they would be somewhat reliable, like staying within the same ballpark, like a 20 to 25% price increase. It was closer to a 60% price increase. So, I mean, yes, you can't predict black swan events, but um, it is useful to know what the variables in play are. So, <clears throat> when we are printing, uh, there's the tech specs of the book, there's the quantity of the book, and there's the location of the book. Each of these variables can be adjusted um, and will give you radically different entries. Uh, let's go with the tech specs. A book, uh, which is technically a codex, consists of a series of pages connected in some way within a cover of some variety, and there's a spine that holds everything together. Our choices of, oh, and there's stuff printed on that paper. The things that we can control are how many pages exist, 
what are the dimensions of these pages, what types of paper we're using, what types of cover we're using, uh, how we are binding things together, uh, and the details of exactly what kind of ink and whatnot we're using. There's other special fancy things, but that's basically the set of variables in play. <clears throat> the cheapest thing that you can do uh, beyond zine level printing is, well, let, let, let's actually start at the very bottom. Zine level printing, staple down, it has no spine, short, uh, you can do this on a home office printer, uh, you should ideally have cardstock or the like for the cover. But even that's optional. Um, this is the cheapest option. Um, however, there, there's a trade-off of are you going to just do it yourself on your home or office printer? Or are you going to pay someone to do it? Um, print shops can do this, um, but I have seen some surprisingly expensive prices for some of those in uh, low quantities. So it depends. Um, I did my game uh, Palanquin, and I got them to print 250 copies. And it was running more expensive than I was expecting, considering it's literally just cardstock, black and white printing, like cream paper, like that's it. Uh, but it was um, surprisingly expensive because we were doing low quantities and it was a random local print shop. Um, for scale, I did this in February 2020. I got it printed. I was able to pick it up like the last day before they shut down uh, for pandemic. Those I want it now. I'm not getting this shipped anywhere. I am physically driving over and picking up the boxes from a local print shop. And then I'm putting it in the mail system and we'll see how many of these actually travel throughout the world. Some of these are just gonna bounce off national borders. Um, so, yes? Uh, what was the per unit cost? The per unit cost on that was, I think our, our per unit cost, it was about a thousand bucks for, uh, 250 of them. A thousand bucks in Amy, sorry, uh, for clarity. So we're talking around, uh, uh, 350 a unit, US. Which they grew so, much. so I, I also ran a, a, a Zine Quest Kickstarter at that period of time. Uh, Zine Quest 2. Um, yep. And, yep. Um, I, I did a sort of in between between print shop putting everything together and printing it out myself. Yeah. I went to Staples, got it printed as a self serve, and then stapled everything myself. Right. Uh, so, so that's in the domain of the bottom end of the scale. Yep. Um, the advantage there is your actual total outlay is minimal. But the product you're getting is also not going to be on target shelves. Let's put it that way. It was um, explicitly a game that was about making DIY style 
Right. And people do lifestyle. Yeah. So you have to turn only certain things can work in that space. Uh, the next level up, basically, is the black and white soft cover book, in and a half uh, by five and a half, like half letter or six by nine. This is the indie standard because any place that prints books can print this. Uh, this means there's a lot of local printers who can't do this. This is simple. They This requires off-the-shelf uh, components, materials, workflows. Um, it doesn't require any outside expertise. This is perfect bound books, uh, soft cover books, same term. Uh, they typically have glue to bind the pages together. Um, this was what I did for my first game, uh, and uh, Spark RPG, 10 years old at this point. Um, now in the public domain, because I'm one of those people. Um, so that's what I worked with to start. Um, there's some layout challenges in doing uh, black and white and not having the luxury of color. Uh, but this is the most economical and versatile approach. Now, um, the numbers you're doing uh, will matter a great deal. But the advantage with Earthbound is the infrastructure is there to do print-on-demand at reasonable prices. So you can do, I want seven copies of this book. And it's not going to kill you. Um, this is the last time in the entire process where I say, this won't kill you. <laughs> Um, because everything else from here becomes increasingly more nightmarish. Um, perfect bound books are basically your standard soft cover book that you see uh, mass market. Um, usually we go for like trade paperback quality, not with the cheapest uh, pulp uh, paperback, um, because we want them to last more than five minutes. Um, but like it, it's it's fairly standard, it's fairly recognizable, and when you say a book, people will think, oh, it's like that. Um, the printing books like this, uh, at, if you're going for around a 200 page six by nine book, for instance, black and white, uh, POD, you can usually run around. Six bucks, maybe, uh, per unit uh, for one book. Uh, with economies of scale, uh, for a sm uh, the first level of economies of scale, we push that down to about three bucks, um, and that can go down into uh, less than a buck a unit um, with sufficient quantities. So. Um, this is a very good place for, if you're planning on starting, start with zines, maybe move on to this. Don't go further, further than this. Because uh, everything else is uh, dangerous and hard, uh, and uh, the risk factors increase dramatically. Uh, so before I go into the more complex ones, 
uh, I'm going to dig back in on the scales. Ways that you can print books uh, start with uh, single unit, so print on demand. I mean, theoretically, you could handcraft it yourself and bind it yourself. That's a lot of work unless it's a very simple to do. Um, so print on demand. One unit to about 200 units. Uh, next is digital short run, which is basically print on demand, but you have a slightly more organized process, uh, and they will print a uh, a number of POD style books, POD quality books, but at better prices. Um, and that's usually in the 200 to 750 copies range. Uh, offset printing is traditional printing. Um, and that only becomes even vaguely possible at a thousand units. Um, the good news is, the, the way that the calculations work are, uh, POD printing is very expensive per unit, but you don't have setup. You, you're just printing it off of a printer. So it costs paper, it costs ink, and it costs the privilege of using your printers. That's it. Um, offset printing, they have to develop uh, plates uh, for each page, each spread, uh, etc. Um, and each individual plate including the pre-press work, takes a significant uh, effort. So if I am printing a book that is offset, the first thousand, $5,000 of every print job is setting up the book. And every individual copy is pennies. So, this means that if I want to print one copy offset, that copy is costing me $5,000. Two copies, that's $2,500. You see how this goes. Um, and at about a thousand bucks, we're talking about five bucks a unit base cost plus pennies. Now is that just for the black and white setup? Yeah. And then four colors maybe twenty grand or is this Oh uh, no, it's not gonna be twenty grand, it's gonna be like seven fifty. Um because yes, uh there is more uh when you're doing four color or oh god, how deep do I wanna go? Are we talking Uh well this is actually the universal printing. We're not talking binding, we're just talking the printing. The internal book block. Um so uh, one color printing, so black and white, do they have to set up one plate? Uh, when they have to also set up the cyan, magenta, and yellow plates, that's additional effort. So, oh boy, there's also process color. So you can say, um, I want, uh, Ikea yellow, Ikea blue, and black. And it will be exactly this Pantone shade of the brand. Uh, and they will have three plates. One, which is this Pantone code, 
one that is the second Pantone coat, and one that is standard black. Um, in, in black, you need to know what your type of black you're using. Oh, yeah. Um, you could. This is a deep, deep rabbit hole. <laughs> we could literally spend an entire panel just talking about variations of black. What's your. What, what, all right. What is your uh, perfect black? Uh, my perfect black is, so I am both a layout graphic design professional and a publisher. So my perfect black is 100% K, please. Oh god, I hate that. Because I like being able to eat. Well, if I'm doing, if I'm doing black, I, I'll do 100% black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm going full color, it's 64, oh, 40, 100. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Legit. Yeah. But like, do you want your text? Rich black, or are you okay with your text being 100k? It matters to the project. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. So, um, I, uh, yeah, like I said, you, we can have an entire discussion literally just on what's your, uh, do you want a warm black, a cool black, uh, yeah. uh, just based on, uh, so a quick explanation for the crowd. Um, when we're saying, uh, rich black and you know 60 60 40 40 what we're actually talking about is 60% uh, saturation of blacking 40% uh, saturation of cyan ink 40% saturation of magenta ink 40% saturation of yellow ink and the black ink is basically a super dark gray and adding in tones of other colors um, gives you a much richer black um, which feels much better and looks much better however there's all sorts of problems that can that can arise because if one plate is off by a tenth of a millimeter that is a disaster if you have a rich black and it is not a problem if you're running with 100% black, 100% K. Because that's, oh, it's no, awfully fair. No human will see it. Uh, misregistration, actually a lot of old comics. Uh, this is a huge thing that you, that you can see in old comic books where, wow, that orange is just outside of the lines. Well, that's fine. That's because they were using real cheap prison uh, and they misaligned all the time. Um, we don't have to worry about that these days, but it, it is a concern. Um, you can actually use that for intentional effect uh, in certain products. Um, but yeah, so that, that's our little sidebar on black. Uh, so uh, yeah, so it's very expensive to do offset uh, setup. And then the per unit production is, they literally say, uh, run this for, uh, 37 minutes and they'll just pump out books because they, they told the computer to do it they'll just sheet feed uh, print, cut uh, and assemble these into book blocks and then they bind it in various fashions and you have a book uh, they have to print the covers separately from the books uh, because covers tend to be on a different kind of uh, paper stock. Uh, they either are like a card stock that's just folded 
uh, or they're uh, something that's put onto cardboard um, uh, for uh, a hardcover book. Uh, so you will never run into a single color black and white cover. It's always going to be four plus colors. Uh, it might very well be six color. Um, although most people in RPG land are just going to go with four color, thank you. Um, covers have all the fancy things. Uh, I have a book that has metallic ink. Um, I have a book that has white ink. Uh, so, uh, so you put white ink on top of uh, meta dark metallic inks so that you can see the white very clearly, even though the metallic inks tend to be rather dark unless you've got strong light on the ink. So by putting white, you get maximum contrast. So you can put uh, light on dark printing that way. I never knew that. It's, it, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a thing that you can do. Um, there's uh, gloss coverings that you can do. Um, there's uh, foil. Yeah, I believe foil and metallic inks are technically different beasts. Oh, yeah. Um, and they'll happily charge you for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like a lot of like the soft touch covers are going to be more and more popular. Yep. I'll give you a bit of warning about pearlescent. Get a sample of a pearlescent coating on a cover before you uh, commit to a full run. Because some pearlescent ink will, once you touch it with your skin, the oil in your skin will react to the pearlescent. And start peeling it off. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different like covers, cover styles that like I'm very wary of. Like especially like the sort of soft touch from like Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> um, one key concern about covers and uh, like there's so many ways you can do uh, covers. Um, embossing, debossing, uh, spot gloss. Uh, so, for instance, I have a book that uses a matte, uh, it's a matte cover, but uses spot gloss around the title of the book and uh, the lightning bolt that is arcing between a wizard's fingers. So you can see the lightning, and it's lovely. Um, however, uh, gloss is lighter and pulls out the color, it's much more visible. Whereas matte is not only different to the touch, but it's also duller and darker. So this book, now fortunately it's a forged in the dark book, so I can say it was intentional. Uh, but uh, the uh, subtractive color versus additive color thing, like it was dull. And in for this one, the printer in question didn't give me a physical proof. Um, so I hadn't realized how dull it was. Um, so the the parts that are glossy are perfect and are perfectly calibrated. And I can see, oh no, I was just used to glossy uh, finishes. And I assumed that was what was going on. I should have adjusted it mm. uh, for Mac. So that's a thing to pay attention to. Um, 
if you want anything other than a blood gloss, like that standard glossy or maybe satin cover, four color print, uh, soft cover, you are paying more. You get to decide how much you want to pay more. You can get super fancy. Um, the I am super excited about uh, the new version of Lovecraft Desk because what they're doing, uh, they took it from the Italian translation. Uh, they have a white cover and UV ink. So they have a you know the title and the symbol on it, but there's UV ink. So if you put a UV uh, torch slash flashlight over it, the Cthulhuonic Cthul uh, patterns emerge from the cover, glowing uh, blue. And there's they have they have that in some of the interior too. So there's like secret notes written in places. It's magical, and oh god, is that expensive? Be careful. I yeah, I was just thinking about it. going into the book with that. I'm just like, yeah. Like I, as a graphic designer and layout guy, ooh, that's so fun! I want to do that. As a publisher, I run away screaming. <laughs> um, there's also glow in the dark, um, which is also black white reactive. Yep, is a, a you can intermix them. There's a lot of fun stuff here, but. Um, be very careful. You have to balance the uh, graphic desire layout, enthusiasm for cool things, and which are very cool, uh, with the counterbalancing of all of this costs money, and you have to get that money back somehow. Um, so yeah, that's a thing that you have to pay attention to. Last component, so we've covered, uh, so uh, paper. Paper has thicknesses. Uh, it is not all um, your standard 20 pound paper. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the printing industries have decided to go with 500 different competing standards. Uh, so you will see paper rated in points, in pound weights, in grams per square inch, in excuse me, meters, uh, grams per square meter, I think. Um, like there's a lot of different ways that this is being measured. Yeah, they took the American approach to metric system. Yeah. Uh, so, and what's even worse is there's different categories of paper. Uh, and certain categories, uh, so text stock might have a um, 70 pound. Uh, then this might be a 12 point cover stock. And uh, you're trying to reconcile and say, so how much thicker is a 12 point compared to a 70 pound. The internet is your friend. There are equivalency charts you could hunt down. Hunt down those charts. Um, because they will say things like, oh, if you want a glossy um, ma uh, fashion magazine 
that's probably around a 60 pound, uh, that, that's probably around a 70 or 80 pound uh, gloss finish uh, text. Okay, do I want it thinner than that? Do I want it that? Do I want it heavier? Okay, you can actually work off of that. The paper thickness will affect the thickness of the book uh, and the weight of the book. Glossy books are heavier than uh, uh, matte, uncoated uh, uh, book uh, in terms of the text itself. Um, so your shipping cost by weight versus shipping cost per size. Perceived value for a book that has shiny text, things, text, uh, text pages inside versus matte pages inside. Uh, perceived value based on weight versus uh, perceived value based on thickness. All of these factors play uh, are in play uh, from a publisher perspective. So for instance, my game after the war is thick. It's like 364 pages. It's probably an inch and a quarter thick. Um, and uh, it is an uncoated paper. So it's light. It doesn't look super premium inside. I have black and white ink. I use black and white ink and uncoated for an intentional thematic purpose. It was a it's like a post-war Europe style uh, themed science fiction game. So I wanted the like older style, almost newspaper pulps sort of level of quality. So gloss would have actually been bad for me from a thematic perspective. Uh, I may or may not have designed the thematic perspective to minimize costs on printing. Um, but uh, by contrast, SIG, City of Blades, is a uh, 70 square pound, uh, 70 pound glossy full color uh, set of pages. And I was shocked at how thin it was. It was 208 pages. But it's like a third of the thickness of After the War. Because for various reasons, the glossy paper is significantly thinner than the matte paper. Oh. Uh, reasons. I just like yeah, I'm, yeah. I can literally pull out the books. It's while, um, which matters in different ways because one, it means that this looks like a very thin book, so why am I charging 50 bucks for it? But two, it's full color and glossy, so it's a very pretty book. Um, and it's a heavy book. Like, they're about the same weight. Mm. A 208 page book uh, versus a 364 page uncoated book or they're both hardcover they're both about the same weight but one of them is super thin and super shiny uh literally and the other one is uh light surprisingly light um some of the old white wolf books uh some of the old uh werewolf books uh like werewolf wild west was uncoated 
and you pick it up and go, oh, okay, this is actually light. This is a eight and a half by eleven, but I can handle this. Um, whereas the other ones are textbooks that will crush your spine. <laughs> um, so paying attention to how you're coding the paper and how thick you want the paper, um, how many pages you want, will affect a number of characteristics. Um, there is a reason why a whole bunch of Bibles were printed and dictionaries were printed onion skin. Uh, so they are tight, very thin. Um, we're talking like 20 pounds per square inch. Uh, sorry, tw 20 pound text stock that you can almost see through, or in some cases you can see through. Um, that allows them to put a lot of pages in a very small container, but it's also very delicate. Um, so like, it's a trade-off. Um, heavy magazine weight is very pretty and heavy and premium. You may not want it. It depends on your particular project. So we've got paper. We've got printing methods, uh, printing quantities. Oh yeah, offset is everything. Above like a thousand. If you're printing five hundred thousand, it's still offset. It's just much bigger machines. Um, but like there, there's nothing beyond that. Um, well, no, theoretically, you can hire medieval monks to do it. Like <laughs> that, that's a yeah, uh, those tend to be slow. Uh, illumination, though. Uh, now, binding is the last thing. So, how do you keep the pages together? Uh, staple bound, coil bound, uh, saddle stitch. Saddle stitch, uh, stitch equals staple bound. Yeah. Same, same deal, basically. Uh, I mean, yes, there's technically different, but. Um, all of those are cheap options, and you will not get a retailer willing to shelf your book. Because uh, real estate is limited, uh, so in order for a book to work on a shelf, it has to have a spine, so they can slot it in on a shelf, and you can read it and buy it. Uh, if you if it's just a zine with staples, there's nothing to see. So no one will buy it. Uh, it works well on a convention table. Uh, it works hand selling, but it won't work in a friendly local game store. Um, now, if it, has a, if it has a spine, it can sell in a retail environment. Um, boxes are actually used sometimes to overcome that uh, hurdle. Like the old D&D box sets were uh, saddle stitch in a box. So the box had a spine. Uh, so saddle stitching is super cheap because it's just staples, whatever. Um, but it depends on what you're, uh, what you're aiming for. It also looks amateur. So, uh, which is great if you're going for that artistically. Not so great if you're trying to do, do a capitalism with it. Um, coil bound, open lace flat, which is nice. Also looks amateurish, also doesn't have a spine. 
not going to work well with capitalism. Uh, perfect bound is blue. Um, that works if it's uh, you have to be careful with having a reliable uh, printer who uses actual quality glue as opposed to something that was scraped off of a random uh, sickly horse in the alley um, because some white wolf books were notorious for a period of time because they just disintegrated on you delightful uh, so those ones uh, you can tell what they are because if you actually take the book you can look at the top of the spine and you'll just see the glue um, especially if you see the glue and you don't see signatures so chunks of pages sometimes it's literally just here's a stack of six by nine pages stacked up shoved into glue spine is uh um hard soft spine is put on it yeah i always wondered how someone trying to break the uh the four pack for printing uh it can be but it's also just real simple bottom of the barrel uh perfect binder mm. um the correct way to do it uh if you're not trying to be extremely cheap is to do signatures so you uh, collect a series of basically you make mini booklets that fit into the greater book you assemble those uh, typically you stitch those and then you put them together and then you attach the spine to it and get them um, so uh, you can do uh, sometimes they will make signatures um, and then glue those signatures in, and that can be fine. Um, it's not perfect, but it, it can be fine. Uh, those ones will not lay flat. And there is a possibility of breaking the glue. Uh, so the older it gets, the more likely it is that, the, that some of the glue will break. Um, so the spine will break uh, if you open it up too much. Um, it, this can lead uh, in extreme cases of pages falling out. Um, but with signatures, it's less of a concern because there's mechanical reasons why it folds. Uh, saddle stitch is the gold standard. Saddle stitch is, uh, what they do is they actually sew, uh, like using a book binding sewing machine, uh, they sew through the, uh, the signatures and do a sewn uh, spine basically for for each signature and then they sew the signatures together then those are placed uh, against a, uh, a spine and then that is glued onto the spine um, of a, usually a hardcover book at that point um, so the amazing char characteristic of this is because it's sewn and not it's not relying on glue to hold signatures together. Um, and the glue is mostly just saying, uh, keep the spine on the book. Like, uh, keep the cover on the book, not hold the spine together. Mm. This means it lays perfectly flat. If you take it, put it on a table, uh, the spine will be, um, uh, it's slightly detached from the actual 
X block. So it will just go perfectly flat. And it, you can open that book, flip it around, and you're not gonna damage the spine. This is uh, important and harder to do. Uh, it's harder to get uh, people who are able to do this kind of printing. Uh, another category is case bound, which is like saddle stitch, but they're using glue instead of, like they're, they're using minimal stitching. They're just using basically perfect bound with hard covers. Those are, those are the ones that have durability issues, um, but they are hard covers, and hard covers are generally more durable than soft covers, regardless. So, um, oh God, yeah. So uh, we're we're literally almost done. Uh, so uh, saddle stitches great. Four color printing is great. Uh, appropriate uh, text stock uh, is great. Um, the last area is where are you printing it? You can print close to you if it's not saddle stitch, full color, hard covers. You can black and white soft cover, you can just do it at home. Yeah. Like it's simple. If you're trying to get a full color hard cover saddle stitch, you're looking for specialty book printers. Uh, typically people who do yearbooks or recipe books. Um, you have to hunt those down. You can actually have it printed in one place and then go to a dedicated bindery. Uh, there are book binders uh, and say, I want you to just take this book block that the other printer is going to make for it and then make a good spine and bind it correctly. And they'll do it. You have to pay for that separately. Depends on where it is. If you're, because you can physically print it real close to the bindery. And the physical print, because the physical printing of just the pages is trivial, anyone, any print shop can do it. But they have to outsource putting a, pump, a hardcover on. Right. Um, so that's where the expense comes in. Yeah, but do you actually save any real money doing it? You can. Uh, depends on context. Mm. Um, so I was able to do my After the War, which was black and white uh, printing, um, saddle stitched. Uh, I did that entirely uh, in Canada, relatively close to where I am. Uh, I rented a truck to transport books. Uh, I was able to actually see, uh, cut down on my costs, not inconsiderably. Also, it was product of Canada. That helps on NAFTA things. Well, how is standard prices against the state? Are you uh, guys better, worse? Our prices are different depending on um, where the Canadian dollar is. Okay. Right now, the Canadian dollar is terrible, so our pricing is great. Um, so right now, uh, uh, so I'm. If I'm printing something that is uh, $1,500 Canadian, that is close to $10,000 American. So it, it, there's disconnects, but you can take advantages of uh, currency differentials. 
Um, that is also a dangerous game because that is literally what Guardians of Order did. And that's one of the many reasons why Guardians of Order imploded, because they were taking advantage of a 60 cent Canadian dollar. So they had a huge margin of currency. That's how they were able to print things for cheap. Sell in American dollars for expensive and get that sweet, sweet profit in the middle until the Canadian dollar rose in value. Uh, you can print overseas. Uh, you can print in Europe, uh, ideally out of, uh, there's a great place in Latvia. Um, or you can print in uh, primarily China. Those involve shipping. Anyone who's been in the game industry is aware of the nightmare that shipping is on good days. Uh, let alone when there's multiple wars going on and or uh, a black swan event and or a pandemic. You also run into the fact that certain areas are trying to get certain types of paper where others don't. Uh, paper supply is its own panel because uh, the U.S. ran out of paper. Uh, it ran out of uh, paper for printing certain materials, and there were huge shortages for a number of reasons. Because uh, because they couldn't ship things from China, people started printing domestically, and there was a need for more boxes. So they shipped and more toilet paper, so they had to shift their production methods. So they moved away from standard offset paper, so it was more expensive. And there were actually places that said, uh, We can't uh, take your project, you don't have enough paper for it. So, this is a huge topic, but basically, uh, yeah, overseas uh, is much cheaper to print. Uh, and in the good old days, it used to be pretty cheap to ship, and it was mostly a, do I want to support uh, China or my domestic uh, industry, uh, how, are the, how are the labor practices, sort of that was the domain. Um, but container prices coming out of China had a six-fold increase in value for a period in 2001, uh, 2021. Uh, which bankrupted companies. So people are gun shy. Also, there's timelines. Also, there's customs. Also, there's occasionally that the Chinese government decides that your Cthulhu book is not good and we're going to pull it. There's a lot of stuff going on there. So I'm not going to say do it. I'm not going to say don't do it, but be careful. And sometimes when you're talking to a domestic printer that can offer you these wonderful things, what they're actually doing is, we are working as intermediaries for a Chinese factory. Um, so be aware of that, because that can cause problems. Uh, I got, uh, so I got quotes that varied from uh, 1200 bucks to 44,000 bucks. Uh, 12,000 to 44,000. I said, yes, I'm going to go with the Canadian one. It's 12000 I'm just taking advantage of currency differences, and that, that's going to help me. I'll be great. Oh, yeah, so uh, we can't ship to you directly. We're gonna, uh, Splitting shipping is going to be more expensive because we're shipping, we're printing and shipping from China. Oh, what? Yes, they were just, yep, 
they were uh, printing out in China and they had good things there. So they were able to get good prices and do good quality work. But I was not expecting that. And the only reason why I accepted it was they're covering the shipping from China to North America. It's part of the quote. So if there's cost overruns, wow. they have to eat the cost overruns for shipping the product to North America. That's part of the contract. I'm, a bit, I'm doing the math in my head. Your quote to to the door. I'm like, that's well. You, you got the you got the best deal on that end. Uh, yes, it's going to be slower to get, and uh, hopefully that works. They're covering shipping. So that should work. I've had a printer go bankrupt. Now, when you're doing when you're doing shipping your books, do you have a maximum of what you in a box, or uh, it's very complicated and nuanced. So uh, I'm going to have to end the panel and recording. But thank you very much for joining, and I am happy to. I'm here all day. Try the chicken. <laughs> um, uh, I will uh, be happy to chat with folks offline. And for everyone listening to this podcast recording, thank you very much for joining us on How to Print Your RPGs, uh, Printing Money, also known as, oh my God, print buying is a nightmare. <laughs> Join us next year, where we drink heavily uh, and recount war stories.